Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything tabletop role-playing games. And today we're adventuring to the outer plane of Arcadia. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm so pumped. We're doing an Atlas Exteris. I know, yeah. Sweep me up. Take I'm going to do my best. Get um, me out of this material form and take me to Arcadia. I will I will take you to a higher place. If you um, don't have an Arcadia in your fantasy stuff, you, you skip the trope. <laughs> well, um, I was perusing her catalog, Brian, mm-hmm. and I discovered a gross oversight on our part. Oh, no. Uh, not including settings such as Planescape, Dragonlance, Spelljammer, and Eberron, our last proper Atlas Xeris episode was over a year ago. It feels like that inside too. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a hole, mm-hmm. there's a, a a plain sized hole in my body, yeah, plain, an infinitely sized hole. Oh God, <laughs> don't don't. Oh, we need to. Oh God, I don't know what to say here. It's, it was the Gehenna episode, by the way. I don't, oh yeah, I don't know if you remember, remember which that. one was. I do yeah. remember that. Uh, the last one was two years. Two years before that was the last one. That's bonkers. Yes, I. It was hard I remember Mechanus too. It was the Mechanus episode. Yeah. Jeez. So then I saw that out of all of all sixteen of the outer planes of existence, mm-hmm. we've only covered five. <laughs> But there's so much other stuff to Dude, talk we have about. 350 episodes. <laughs> We're just not doing planar stuff. Didn't we do a Planes Explained video on uh, uh, YouTube? Yeah, but that was more of just how cosmology works. It wasn't actually getting into any particular plane. I feel like no one knows about that either. That's a cool video. Yeah, it's it's actually one of the, the lesser watched of our five-minute videos. Uh, if you want to understand a quick five-minute like excerpt on how uh, planar's stuff works in D&D, check out the video. Yeah, we're uh, we're 5 minute leaders in yeah. the in the community. <laughs> Absolutely. Um or at least at the when we made those, we were. Yeah, that's that's true. Um <laughs> uh so I thought to myself like how could this be? 
Right. Um, I thought for sure we had done both a Limbo episode and an Acheron episode at the very least. It's just like, what have you done? What have you done to all of us, Will? <laughs> well, I just, I felt like those got covered. But in truth, it only felt that way because we've covered so many topics around some of the that, other planes. Th- I was going to make that point because yeah. we've covered a lot of stuff inside of other episodes. But if you're like searching externally on our show. You won't find it that right, way. Yeah. yeah. So, so Slotty and the Gifts arrive for Limbo. Um, goblins, bugbears, hobgoblins, and our infamous McGlubiette episode for the Acheron stuff. Uh, so I've decided that it's time to get these planes covered on the show, starting with one of the more pleasant ones. Yay. The Peaceable Kingdoms of Arcadia. Sounds nice. Yeah. Do they have archways? They do. As they should. As they should. But first, did you know that I was actually born in Arcadia? Oh, like the city? Like the city of, of California? Of Arcadia, Arcadia, California, yes. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Map makers, get out there, make yourself an Arcadia. Everybody's got one. Everyone's got one. That's why I put one in Super Quest Saga. I was like, you got to have an Arcadia, right? There's some. There's Arcadia in my favorite um, in my favorite Reploid-based uh, like 2D side-scroller game, Mega Man. Is there really? Mega Man Zero for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. Setting his Arcadia and the, the area surrounding it. Well, the naming of the planet Arcadia in Super Quest Saga is also very fitting just because a lot of the um, planets were named after, like, outer planes Interesting. In, that, in that setting. Well, so they do it, call it, it really Neo-Arcadia, too. And oh, really? It's like a city born from the Great War. Is that is that why you decided to name Arcadia Arcadia? Because of the, that game Oh, a little bit, yeah, oh, yeah. Sure, also, every sure. every fantasy know, has an Arcadia. Because I know Echo, the character, was was very Mega Man influenced. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, it cool was. Beans. Um, So, although there is definitely a shared origin for both the name of the city that I was brought into this world in and the plane of existence of the same name from Dungeons & Dragons, uh, that would be the heavenly realm of Arcadia from Greek mythology as well as the actual region of Arcadia in Greece. <laughs> you know, I was born in Pomona. Cool. Which is another city in California. It is. It totally is. Actually, very near where we live now. Yes, it is. When Like the next city over. When are we going to um, do an episode on the plain of Pomona? The plain of Pomona. <laughs> I don't know, man. God, if you live out here and you heard me say that, oh my gosh. That's okay, so yeah. funny. It is its own plane of existence for reals. It kind of is. <laughs> so let's start with the real world real world mythos. Uh, the outer plane of Arcadia is based upon. Uh-huh. So Arcadia is a region in central Pel- Peloponnese, I believe is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Peloponnese. <laughs> it takes its name from the mythological character of Arcus. Arcus was said to be a hunter who became king of Arcadia. Okay. Uh, he's given credit for having taught people the arts of weaving and baking bread and for spreading agriculture to Arcadia. The modern regional unit of Arcadia, the real one in today's world, more or less overlaps with this historical region, but is slightly larger. Okay. Uh, in Greek mythology, Arcadia refers to a vision of pastoralism and harmony with nature. It also refers to a mythical utopia that is the domain of Pan. Okay. Uh, this utopia is described as a virgin wilderness, home to the god of the forest and his court of dryads, nymphs, and other spirits of nature. It is a version of paradise, though only in the sense of being the abode of supernatural entities, not an afterlife for deceased mortals. Uh, Hermes, it is said, also makes his home here. Okay, and randomly Hermes lives here. Yeah. Sick. Uh, whether it was the mythological utopia or the actual mountainous topography and sparse population of pastoralists of the real world region, the word Arcadia uh, came to develop uh, into a poetic byword for an idyllic vision of unspoiled wilderness. Okay. So 
Arcadia is a poetic term associated with bountiful nature, splendor, and harmony. The concept also figures into Renaissance mythology. So, although commonly thought of as being in line with utopian ideals, Arcadia differs in that it is more often specifically regarded as this unattainable utopia. Mm -hmm. yeah. Furthermore, it is seen as a lost, uh, almost Edenic, Edenic form of life, contrasting to the progressive nature of other utopian desires. So like yeah. When we think of like utopian societies and stuff. Right. It's usually actually when they're brought up, there's some sort of dystopian thing going on like within the layers. Sure. That, that yeah, that that's a common trope for sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but back to D and D. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the peaceable kingdoms of Arcadia is the outer plane representing alignments between lawful neutral and lawful good. And it is the place where the two alignments blend together. Nice. As such, it lies between the lawful good plane of Mount Celestia, or the Seven Heavens, and the lawful neutral plane of Mechanis, the Clockwork Nirvana. I remember, I remember Nirvana. That's where all of the Modrons live, right? Yes, that's where the Modrons Little are from. And two, those two planes of existence is uh, from D&D we have episodes on. Yes, yeah, I do remember the Seven <clears throat> Heavens and Mount Celestia. Mm -hmm. So Arcadia is a peaceful harmony between law and good. It is noted for its tranquility and its strict discipline. Everything on Arcadia has its specified place and everything functions as is intended. Arcadia thrives with orchards of perfectly lined trees, ruler straight streams, orderly fields, perfect roads, and cities laid out in geometrically pleasing shapes with efficient roads and beautiful architecture. Spectacular. <laughs> the mountains are unblemished by erosion. Everything on Arcadia works toward the common good in a flawless form of existence. Here, purity is eternal and nothing intrudes on a harmony. You will not find Ace Ventura there saying erosion. <laughs> that means all the plants are doing what they're supposed to. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that, that no, means it's that. magic, huh? It's, it's probably yes, magic. It's definitely magic. Yeah. Dang. Night and day are determined by an orb that floats above Arcadia's highest peak, the orb of day and night. Half of the orb radiates sunlight and brings about the day. The other half sheds moonlight and brings on the starry night. The orb rotates evenly without fail, spreading day and night across the entire plane. There is no dawn or twilight in Arcadia, only the sudden sharp change of night of day to night and night to day. That's that's abrasive. I don't yeah, like that. I don't like that either because twilight and dawn are like my two favorite times of yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make sure I'm inside when the switch happens. Yeah, my poor like, rods, ah! and, my rods and cones. <laughs> my rods please. and cones. <laughs> not my rods oh not again <laughs> the weather in arcadia is governed by four allied demigods called the storm kings the cloud king the wind queen the lightning king and the rain queen okay sweet each one lives in a castle surrounded by the type of weather that king or queen controls the weather on arcadia is always pleasant and seasons are of exactly equal length which like the days change abruptly when it is time how, how interesting okay mm, yeah so as with other outer planes, Arcadia is spatially infinite, but it also consists of two sublayers, which are also spatially infinite. <laughs> Abelio and I'm so I tried to figure out how this is pronounced. Buxanus. I'm gonna, <laughs> God damn I want to go with what I settled on. Buzinus. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, what do you mean no? I'm Asmodeus's advocate. Okay, yes. I you have are. to pronounce everything. Uh, the other way, just in case, because it doesn't matter. Sure. At least that way we set them both. Okay, fine. And if I, I can think of a third one, I'll fucking say that too. So for the rest of this episode, I'm going with Abelio and Buzinus. And I'm going with Buck's anus. You do what you gotta do. Okay. There was once, long ago, a third layer by the name of uh, Nemausus. 
This layer was lost and pulled in by neighboring outer plane Mechanis. We will go into that story later this episode. Do you think it should sound more like Nemesis? <sighs> no. I mean, that U's in there. So, Nemesis. And Nemesis doesn't make sense for a lawful good Nem- plane of existence. Nemesis. 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 <laughs> no, I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Okay. <laughs> There is an optional rule that DMs can implement um, for 5e D&D. You can find it in the DMG. It's called Planar Vitality. Uh, so while on this plane of existence, creatures cannot be frightened or poisoned, and they are immune to disease and poison while here. That's pretty cool. Poison gets even worse than it already is. <laughs> it's, super, it's super gimped in this game, how, that's for sure. How much like leveling do you need to do to get a party to this plane? Like, is there, is it like well, that or is it? Okay. That's an interesting question. Um, I think what's kind of cool about the, the, the good outer planes is you don't have to worry too much about killing them. So there shouldn't really be anything here trying to kill them. Right. Unless they're the ones that are evil. Yeah, that's true. In that case. Okay. If we're doing an evil campaign where they're trying to like, I don't know, undermine Arcadia and take it down from the inside or even just like a neutral campaign, but they have to go there for some reason. Like you're yeah. on the verge of being smoten. My yeah. Friend. If we're talking like in a hostile situation of any kind, like it's very high level stuff. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the things here are going to be like angels and celestials and there'll be Modrons here and stuff too. So a, a wide variety, but it's going to be higher level stuff for sure. Okay. Yeah, so Arcadia is home to quite the eclectic group of lawful and good peoples and creatures. Hidden below Arcadia's beautiful mountains are numerous dwarven kingdoms that have withstood the passage of millennia. Dwarves born on this plane have the celestial type and are always brave and kind-hearted, but otherwise they look and behave like normal dwarves. Uh, Many woodland creatures roam the mountains, hills, forests, and fields of Arcadia. They resemble prime material creatures except for their coloring, which is metallic, and their eyes, which are white without iris or pupil. That's awesome. Yeah, so examples include copper-colored rabbits, golden foxes, and sheep with silver wool. That's so awesome. It's pretty neat, yeah. Organized, oh yeah, here's here's an interesting one. Organized, oh no, no, we're not there yet, sorry. Organized hive-dwelling insects such as ants, bees, and wasps are also found on this plane. None of the animals can speak, but all are peaceful in nature and native to the outer plane, so are unaffected by magics that usually work on prime material creatures. You know, like, I don't know, summon beasts or... Oh, um, yeah. I know Things there's like other that. ones, yeah. Even speak with beasts might not really work with but them. But like a fairy fire spell would probably work on them. Yeah, I don't see something like that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it just right. if I think the idea here is if it's specific to beasts, it's not going to work because these are technically celestial types. I got it. Okay. Yeah. In addition, their eyes allow them to see through any illusion, and the more intelligent animals can be trained into superb watch beasts. Nice. I like that. The primary inhabitants of Arcadia are the numerous angelic races such as Devas, Planetars, and Solars, as well as the spirit legions formed from the souls of good and lawful warriors, much like their evil counterparts in Acheron. As these souls advance in knowledge and wisdom during their afterlife, their physical forms appear to grow older and they move deep to deeper planes. The oldest once dwelled in the third layer of Nemausus, but the loss of that layer has upset the path of spiritual progression that they once tread. Okay. We're, Damn. So they're just like, I guess I just got to walk to where the guess cave Guess I'm stuck collapsed. on Buck's anus. Yeah. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm at the very end of Buck's anus and I can't get out. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into how Nemausus was lost because it's actually very interesting. Cave mouth collapsed. I just 
can't get my arms in there. Yeah. Pull it open. Arcadia is all okay. This is the part that I thought we were getting to earlier, but now we're here. Arcadia is also the origin place of the ant like beings of law known as Formians. Okay. The Formians of Arcadia are more peaceful and less expansionist than those that dwell in Mechanis. Other sentient creatures that dwell in Arcadia include holophants, foo creatures, which are like these weird, like, cat man stuff i think they're taken from like different like ancient asian culture like folklore stuff okay uh kirin and mon- monastic rhinoceros like humanoids called the wreck the wreck <laughs> you're gonna fucking wreck wreck your shop yeah so some deities that dwell here include azuth the high one patron of magic users Clangadin silverbeard the dwarven fa- father of battle who commands an impenetrable fort Fortress carved out of a mountain located near the peak that holds the sphere of day and night. Um, Horus, Ray, Isis, and Osiris share a realm called the Helio- Heliopolis on the second layer. Zenus. Buxanus. Savras, the all-seeing deity of wizards, divination, fate, and truth, resides in the caverns called the Eye of Buxanus. The Eye of Buxanus? <laughs> no, 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 not the Eye of Buxanus. <laughs> Tra- the dreaded Cyclops. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Travel between the two layers of Abelio and Buzinus is possible via numerous portals present on both layers as well as other magical means such as spells. Uh, I think it's time for a short rest. Oh, uh, wait. I wanted to ask you a quick go, question. Go ahead. Yes, okay. please. Please. <laughs> we're, we'll do a um, a fuck, Mary kill on Azuth the High One, uh, <laughs> Clan Geddon, Silverbeard, uh-huh. and... And Savras the All-Seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And that one. Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'd marry Azuth because he's the only one I'm familiar enough with, and he seems pretty cool from the books I've read with him in it. Okay. I'd, yeah, I'd rock Silver Silverbeard. Yeah, okay. I'd rock Silverbeard. Okay. And yeah, I'll kill the All Seeing because uh, I don't like his eye. I don't like that. That's intrusive, and that guy yeah, doesn't absolutely. have boundaries, right? No, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I think I would definitely, <laughs> I think I would, I'm going to flip the other ones. So I'm going to marry Clan Geddon, Silverbeard. I don't um, know if marrying Klingadin's a great idea. They'll keep me safe. Uh, they, they will command keep you an safe. impenetrable fortress. They do. Out. They've got a sick house. They got in a the sick rocks. house. Yeah. And then Azuth, the high one, like, come on, we're gonna hang out. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. do drugs and have sex. Absolutely. Let's take <laughs> right, rest. rest. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. 
Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We've returned. Indeed we have. We're back. Indeed and we we're, are. We're getting, we're getting curvy, Arcadian style. I don't know. What what do I say about this place? It sounds dope. <laughs> it's anything but curvy, quite frankly. What are the HOA fees like here? Are they insane? Like astronomical. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, good. Nice. Astronomical. <laughs> yes. Outer, outer worldly. Very good. Good stuff here on the Dungeon Cast. We found it. We, we had, did. just had to dig off the top layer. We did. Well, uh, we want to talk about any promotion stuff here. That's normally where, This is normally where we do it. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, well, we could talk about the uh, the pre-orders are open for Star Seekers Guide to Dragon Star. That's true. We could talk about that, which is a book our, that we're writing. Yeah, if you missed our Kickstarter where we launched the whole shebang out, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was fun, and it got backed, um, and you were like, oh, but I want one. Oh, stupid Kickstarter. Well, <laughs> guess what? Now you can. This is your chance. Pre-orders are open. Don't hesitate. <laughs> is there? A, is that, what is that down there, Will? Do you see it? It's a link. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it says dragonstar.com. It's a, I, I was confused because it wasn't holding the master sword. Oh, okay, just, yeah. No, this one doesn't do that. I'm just I'd be I'd be Stupid. even deeper in Tears of the Kingdom than I am if I could be. You beat it, lim- I take it. Yeah. Limited time. I would be all the way up to my neck in it. But mm. I, right now I'm in my thighs, thighs mm. deep. Your thigh deep. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's not that's not that link. It's a link to Star Seeker's Gra- Guide to Dragonstar. Indeed. A very cool book that is being uh created garnered from our minds mm-hmm. yeah. and it is a it's a fifth edition science fiction slash slash space opera setting it's gonna have new class options uh new species a species builder also magic items an entire equipment system that's been revamped it's got just a ton of stuff i mean at this point we're looking at 250 to 300 page book um I've been working extremely hard on it. I am extremely proud of what we've done so far, and I cannot wait to get it in your guys' hands. So if you guys are interested and you want to support, please go ahead and pre-order it um, because the money that we are raising from the pre-orders is going into more art and, most importantly, an adventure module that I really want to add to the book. Um, But, yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I want to plug right now. All of your support counts for a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Next episode, we're going to do a patron-voted episode, so if you want to get it on voting for that, you can also support us at patreon.com slash the dungeon cast. And uh, like we said, every every dollar of your contributions goes a long way towards our creative endeavors and our personal lives. So thank you guys so much. Um, let's get into the rest of this, Will. Tell All me right. more. Tell All me right. more about Arcadia. So let's actually go through this um, plane, of exist- plane of existence layer by layer, starting with Abelio, the first layer of Arcadia. Of Arcadia. It is... Mostly a flat layer. 
uh, but does contain mountains and hills at various points. There are numerous large forests, lakes, streams, and fields. It is a well-ordered place with well-tended crops, orchards, and cities all laid out in regular geometric shapes. Uh, properly shaped and arranged flower beds of every color are always in bloom and never need a gardener uh, nourished by gentle rains. God, the symmetry in this place is probably insane. Yeah, so yeah. cool. The trees of Abelio grow in straight orchard rows or tidy forests. They have bark of iron, copper, silver, or gold, depending on the type of tree. I fucking love this place. <laughs> the leaves resemble those of prime material plane trees, but are colored dark green to fire red and never fall to the ground. Each type of tree constantly produces a particular fruit, which has magical properties like a potion when consumed. What? I could not find specifics, but I would like to, I would love a chart that's like, for, you know, apple trees produce these apples that are like a potion of healing, but the peaches are like elixirs of life. And like, this one's like a potion of giant strength. Like, I would love that table to exist. Yes, that would be a lot of fun. I couldn't find it anywhere. I mean, it could make it pretty easily. Yeah, you could. You very, yeah, absolutely you could. Um, you just started it. Too. I really did. did I absolutely did. Yeah. It is a perfectly harmonious ecosystem where even wild beasts contribute to the common good of all. Thank you, wild beasts. <laughs> Damn, what is what does a wild beast got to do to contribute? Like not shit on the sidewalk. <laughs> I was thinking about that myself too, but that's a good one. Yeah, Don't I think actually it's like if yeah. I shit on the sidewalk, someone might step in it and then track shit into their house. My neon colored shit would like get all over their stuff, and they'd get pink eye. Yeah, no, so not definitely not do, do that. that. Yeah, I'm shit in the woods. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Rainbow Bear. <laughs> the main trade post of Abelio is the district of Mercantus, the portion of the city of Mandible, a hive city of the Formians that is above ground. Okay, it welcomes traders and travelers to its markets and inns. Another notable location uh, on the layer, or other notable locations on the layer, are Marduk. The divine realm of the untheric deity Marduk. I like Marduk. Do you like Marduk? Yeah, Marduk rocks. Yeah, sure. Marduk, <laughs> the divine realm of the untheric deity Marduk. A dry and arid <laughs> land. It still allows trees to grow and streams to flow. It is inhabited by a peaceful and mostly complacent population. Uh, perhaps the most notable location is Mount Klingadin. The Divine Realm of Klingon and Silverbeard. It is a perfectly conical mountain that rises about 30,000 feet. Uh, or I was thinking, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to I'm gonna break away. I was staring at Klingadin and probably thinking it was Klangedin. I'm, I think it's Klingadin. No, I think it's Klangedin. Why? Why do you think because that? Because I'm Asmo's... Uh, I'm Advo's, Asmo's uh, advocate. Uh, I swear to God. We don't have devils here. Oh, I guess we do have devils Either way, here. Mount Klingadin. 9,100 9, meters. Thank you. At its cloudy and stormy peak, whose interior has been expertly and luxuriously carved and decorated, visitors are welcome in its halls, in particular for the purpose of ordering weapons from the expert smiths that work in the mountain's forges. Okay. I wonder if there's like a bet out there on when I'm going to miss like the... The, the the conversion yeah, yeah, yeah. speak like sometimes I don't hit it right away and you, you like stare at me and I'm like yeah. that's fun too though yeah <laughs> I'm usually think thinking about something important yeah I always like if I pause long enough he'll figure it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like that thank you in appearance there are very few differences between Buzinus and Abelio uh, similar pristine landscapes stretching on endlessly uh, but this layer hosts a more militaristic feel with large numbers of Arcadian forces congregating in anticipation. F- for future battles with the neighboring plane of Mechanus. Oh, wow, okay. This highly organized war camp 
training site and mustering ground for armies is bent on reconquering Namausis, the lost third layer of Arcadia. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So there's probably, if there are Modrons here, they're fucking treasonous assholes. <laughs> I mean, fucking traitors. That are prisoners of war. But yeah, oh, sure. Damn, sure, they're just letting their prisoners of war chill. Like, we're gonna get into prisoners of war because you're gonna no see way. there's some bad shit happening here. Absolutely, I would so, knew there would be. The war effort is led by the Harmonium, a Ooh. particularly militant sect of Arcanian forces and a faction involved with the city of Sigil as the keepers of law. And yes, I know it's Sigil. I don't give a fuck. I'm calling it Sigil. Um, as the keepers of the law. So I don't know if you remember in the Sigil episode how we talked about there's all these different factions. Yeah. Well, these factions are actually very um, involved with the planes of existences. Right, because that's like Sigil's like a hubway for Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Sigil. And we haven't really gotten too into it because the main planes of existences that we've covered on this show are already very strongly... um, how do, I say, how do I say this? So we've covered like the Nine Hells and the Abyss, Mount Celestia, and Mechanus, right? All of those are very firmly under the control of the powers that be in those planes. Yeah, so yeah. When we were doing all the lore on them, these factions didn't really come up. Um, these factions are going to start coming up now, starting with the Harmonium. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, they have their headquarters in the city of Melodia on Buzinus. They are zealously devoted to bringing Namausis back to Arcadia, though the secret reason behind their zeal would be absolutely outrageous to both those in and outside the organization if they knew. Oh, shit. Some Illuminati stuff? Uh, it's just some, like, uh, a little conspiracy stuff. It's like just hiding. Hi- they have a secret. Some folks up at the top and don't want to let the cow out of the Yeah, bag. yeah, exactly, Boy. exactly. So besides mustering forces to recover Namausis from Mechanus, the Harmonium's secondary goal is to convert creatures of chaotic tendencies into their vision of the harmonious nature of the plane itself. By doing so forcefully, the Harmonium's success rate is very low, to the point that many of the captured creatures die. Okay, what the fuck? Um, we're going to get into this a little bit more, but first, let's finish with the Buzinus lore. Okay, yeah. So, fewer godly realms exist on Buzinus than Abelio, but among them are Azuth, realm of Azuth, <laughs> a cavern nice. whose entrance is hidden on the side of a hill, opening into a descending stairway that leads down to a series of chambers filled with marvels. The Eye, realm of Savras. It's really called the Eye of Buzinus, and we know that. <laughs> Heliopolis, shared realm of Horus Ray, Isis, Osiris, and Ra. It is a triangle-shaped realm divided into thirds, each controlled by Isis, Osiris, and Ra. Horus wanders between the realms, does not hold a territory of his own. The Hand of Peace, realm of the mongrel folk deity, uh, Meridiar. Now, we haven't talked about the mongrel folk, and I don't know very much about them, but will they get an episode one day? Maybe. Maybe. Meriadar. <laughs> Meriadar. Yeah. Okay. Meriadar. Yeah. Cool. So now we come to Namausis, the former third layer of Arcadia before it was absorbed into Mechanus. Yeah. Namausis has rich forests and verdant fields, all perfectly organized and aligned. No cities exist in the realm, but Modron fortresses and abandoned training camps can be found scattered in the otherwise pristine landscape. Mm-hmm. The realm can still be reached by gates from Buzinus, but access through those gates is extremely restricted by the Harmonium. Okay. Officially, the faction does not want to worsen the situation of the former layer of separation from Arcadia. Moreover, Namausis is the site of the faction's most bitter defeat, which is sufficient reason for the Harmonian to want to keep it as secret as possible. 
Before its separation, Nemausis was said to be the most beautiful of the three layers of Arcadia. Nemausis has at this point been separated from Arcadia for millennia. The reason for the separation is most often is attributed to a large expansion of its Formian inhabitants and their ruthless adherence to law. However, the truth is that the real reason for its separation are the training camps kept by the Harmonium. Designed to forcefully convert creatures to chaotic tendencies to their homo harmonious views of the universe, the Harmonium camps foul the good nature of the layer and push it further towards neutrality. And in turn, the process pushed Nemausis into the plane of Mechanus. Oh, so they're just like evilifying it a little bit to exactly. make it center? They're de-goodifying it, which gonna... is causing it to drift away because it's no longer yeah, attached like to good. Yeah, they're pulling the color out of it. They're not, adding, yeah. they're not adding in like an additional evil spice. That's not really what they do. Although it could lean there if if they don't stop. Like they're right. killing things against their will. That's you know what fair. I mean? Okay. This process is actually continuing to happen in Buzinus where the Harmonium continues their chaos conversion camps. And like with the Mousis, the persistent harmful effect of the training camp slowly permeates into the plane itself, gradually shifting its identity towards neutrality. Unwittingly, the Harmonium's efforts are helping to destroy the second layer of the plane instead of recovering the already lost third layer. When Nemausis first separated, the imprisoned chaotic creatures on it broke free, also mingling their natures into the plane. For that reason, Nemausis retains a level of disorganization and recklessness unlike the rest of Mechanus. Okay. So this place is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a war-torn, like wrecked area it sounds like yeah that's like, caught between two planes of existence honestly the all the chaos creatures um running rampant have probably slowed the process down because all that chaos is probably pulling it away from law right it's all like really um energy reactive right mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, the realm is constantly invaded by the Harmonium and attempts to reclaim it for Arcadia. However, those attempts are often contaminated by selfishness and evil, which means that there is little to no chance that it will ever come back to Arcadia. At this point, the layer has become so ingrained in Mechanus that it is often difficult to distinguish it from the rest of the plane. Ooh, okay. There are still petitioners from Arcadia and Nemausis, driven by the chaos inserted into the realm and the hatred for its controlling factions. They dwell underground in warrens that are deep enough to reach the very cogs of the plane. Cool. All right. <clears throat> so that's the basics of Arcadia, man. What are, what are your thoughts here? That's a crazy, like, uh, you, you walk in there and it's all pretty and pristine mm -hmm. and beautiful, and then you you know about this dark history. Yeah, this. then you go a little deeper and you find out there's some shit going on here. Yeah, it's yeah. not all, it's not it's like Pleasantville or whatever, right? It's not all posies and shit on, mm -mm. on the surface. No, not at all. Okay. okay. And uh, and the thing is, it it's implied that, like, what's going on really is a secret because, like, if the angels and and whatnot knew that the harmonium was really causing all this, they'd kick them the fuck out in, in a heartbeat. Right. I don't think the harmonium. I mean, maybe I, maybe I don't know that much about the harmonium. I mean, I really don't. And maybe they are a very very powerful faction. But like, I would imagine that like the solars and devas and planetars could kick the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. Because isn't <clears throat> keeping the secret like a like a very holy neutral idea? It is, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, it's evil because, like, they they are doing it for their own uh, gain, which, like, a, a lot of people would agree that you could um, 
translate evil to really like selfishness mm -hmm. while you could uh, translate good in D&D &D to altruism. Yeah. And like the reason that they're keeping it hidden is because they're fucking embarrassed. And yeah, like, it is selfishly. Yeah, motivated. it's very selfishly motivated. They have something to gain from it. Exactly. By keeping the secret. So that's what makes it neutral. And, and also they are harming others by keeping the secret. That's so, fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah. How would how would you integrate Arcadia into your D and D game if 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 you had to? Yeah, I was looking at that written down there and thinking about <laughs> it in these last few paragraphs. Like, oh shit, I'm gonna have a prompt coming up. Um, <clears throat> no, I think the answer is up here with uh, with Sigil with Sigil. Yeah, yeah. To, that's your in, right? I think that's an in for sure. That's definitely an in. And yeah, I think I think the obvious conflict here is like coming down, like getting down to the truth of what's going on with the harmonium. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably going to run up against Modron and neutral forces. Um, maybe some good forces that think you're up to no good. They don't understand the actual truth of the situation. You might run up against them. Um, but in the end, I think the harmonium ends up being like the real antagonist of this part of your campaign it doesn't have to be but that's i think the, the very obvious route with the lore we have yeah i think i think it would be really cool to give somebody in sigil agency to give you like a quest mm -hmm. um to go into namasis and mm -hmm. find like some sort of artifact or relic that was lost there in the battle oh yeah there we go i like that and then so it would give you a lot to do you mm -hmm. would go into the plane you'd have to like integrate you'd have to sneak to um fucking Baxanus, what is it? Buzinus. Buxanus. Yeah, that's what it was. Sorry. And then um, you'd have to sneak into one of those holes in Buxanus and. No! Get, uh, you would, because there's only a couple, right? And if they're guarded by the harmonium there's and only... they're in Sigil, right? They, they can give you access. Uh -huh. It's like, okay, you guys have this. We can't be seen. You mortals that are like badass or whatever, like this, mm -hmm. I'm thinking level seven and up for this. Like, I mean, yeah, I think I would think level 10 and up, but yeah. Sure. Um, so y you guys are awesome. I'm gonna send you in on like a fake mission, mm -hmm. you execute that, and then in the meantime, you go do this thing, right? And mm -hmm. go collect this item, and you can have all kinds of cool fights and adventures in there, like yeah, absolutely. And shit. Yeah, absolutely. And then you got to keep it low key enough to get back in time. There's also the 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 underground dwellers on uh, Nemausis that don't have any love for the modrons or the harmonium and there's all these chaos creatures about that's right yeah he's like you could literally have demons and shit here because they they got loose when they lost the the lair you know they were trying to convert demons to to, to law yeah or good or whatever So lots of cool little toys to play with up yeah there. i think like there's a lot here for a that. few different routes you could possibly take that mm -hmm. you can plot out you know maybe one way in and then you force them one way a different way back yeah because the way they came is blocked because they were spotted or something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. um yeah that's a fun how many sessions would this take? Probably like at least a few. I mean, I think you could get a whole campaign out of it if you wanted to. A whole campaign, yeah, oh, I yeah, I, yeah. yeah that, I guess you could. Yeah, you really because like in the like we're we're talking about like saving a plane of existence, right? So like if you turned a whole campaign into this, I think the end goal is like we oh, rebalance the I plane see. of existence. The mouse gets back to Arcadia. The harmonium is driven out, and maybe maybe like they they go dark and they like turn lawful evil instead of uh the the lawful good they're supposed to be yeah you know? i was thinking about my my og I, the first idea we came up with go fish something out of there oh yeah that that's a few sessions. a handful yeah. but yeah, the, a handful, yeah you yeah. could do what you were yeah. saying and make this a whole campaign yeah. based around like that concept there yeah I, yeah i think it was a little i was i was between both ideas for a second because i wasn't sure what we were talking about and i thought maybe you were saying like 
that these mortals could go find this thing and then like accidentally do all this other shit. In the meantime, I mean, yeah, like, sure. You maybe could, you could. could tumble into that. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, with that being said, I think we can get ready for a long rest. Okay. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Long Rest, where we don't have a homeowner's association fee, but we we do have a subscription package on our Patreon. We do. Yeah. So, like, if you guys want to go there and, and check that out and get these episodes early and ad-free, uh, you can. Um, we've been campaigning about uh, our YouTube subscriber count mm-hmm. going up to the 50K, and we're getting closer. We hit the 48K mark, so it's moving and grooving. It's going to yep. take a little bit to get to the 50K mark, but when it does, oh, baby, when it does, <laughs> get ready. Are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? Sit down. Baldur's Gate 3. Shit, they weren't sitting. I heard I heard them fall. God damn it. You can get a copy of Baldur's Gate 3 from us. We're going to randomly select somebody from the YouTube comment section. You must subscribe to our channel, like the like a video or something, right? Like Yeah, like and leave a comment. Obviously leave yeah. that comment. So thank you guys for doing that. Any comment will do. Say I want Baldur's Gate 3. It's not going to matter in terms of like the randomization at which we are going to execute this plot. And uh, but somebody out there is going to get a Baldur's Gate three copy for whatever console or system you have. Uh, we will talk to you about that and send it out when we hit fifty k. Uh, and to sort of promote that, um, we're going to read some YouTube comments. We're also going to read some Apple Podcast reviews because thank you guys so much for leaving them. They've been glowing and wonderful, and we love to see them. And they really do help visibility for the show. Um, let's start with those actually, because you've got them up, right? I do. I do have yeah. them. Yeah. Do you okay. want to read some? some yeah. Reviews? I got I got three newer reviews here. Uh, I'm gonna start with my favorite one. <clears throat> Crit hits my nerd boner. Yes. This is from. Yeah, it does. This. <laughs> this is from Bub underscore one one seven. Uh, Crit hits my nerd boner. Love this show. You can tell it is from a place of love and passion. Keep them coming. He's right. Uh, we say it. We say those things not as often these days as we did before. <laughs> there was like a counter for how many times I've said I love people. And yeah, I do. I love is, you guys. There is. Uh, it makes me happy that we make th- something that people like. Indeed. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one comes from Jack Stewtunes. Uh, TTRPG podcast that isn't an actual play. I love a good actual play podcast, but keeping up with 1,000 stories gets exhausting after a while, so I am grateful these guys exist. A perfect way to get all the TTRPG fixes I want in in with fun, informative, and exciting episodes. Hell yeah, and we do have rests put baked into the show. We so do. We like, chill out. We definitely do. We're not trying to like overstress it. Next up, we have a, a wonderful review from Dragol Money Sign. Hey, hey, yo. Wonderful is the title of this review. This is an absolutely perfect podcast for all TTRPG fans. This show has given me so many ideas and inspirations for my own campaigns as a dungeon master. I'm not great at writing, but what I am trying to say is watch this. Nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank Um, you, Drago Money Sign. I love the unexpected, like how how often we hear that we've inspired somebody to do something cool with our ideas and stuff like that. Or like just talking about this stuff and having ideas birth themselves in their heads. That's fucking awesome that's cool shit you know we got inspired to make this show by Indeed, other yeah. shows and yeah that's yeah, very talking true talking to me about goblins <laughs> it's so true it's like you know about goblins right yeah, what let about me, let me tell you goblins? about goblins though it was one of the first ones you're like you know about D goblins though i was like what do you mean I'm like lord of the rings like no uh kind of 
um, yeah, so those those comments came in and our reviews from from iTunes came in. Thank you guys so much for doing that. It, it is a big help um, in terms of like visibility and stuff and like making us feel good about it, doing it. Indeed. I'm going to read some YouTube comments. I, All right. I remember particularly enjoying the ones from the Umber Hulks episode. So I'm going to read them from there. Um, let's see. <laughs> okay, this one's from X Agent X3X. I listened to this on Spotify while I was at work last week on Friday night. My DM pulls out not one but two of these assholes with a bunch of smaller <laughs> enemies. Didn't think we were going to make it out alive. Uh, that's that's funny. Yeah, um, no, they're no joke. Umber Hulks are no joke. So J Paradise One Thousand says, "I totally forgot about these. I used to throw these at my players all the time in advanced. They were much weaker and came in groups. Thanks for the memories, guys. Hey." You're welcome, Jay Paradise Very welcome. 1000. Uh, there's Jordan Harrison 249. Oh, I'm actually going to like and heart this Jay Paradise 1000 comic because we hadn't done that yet. <laughs> they tell us interaction is important, and we do like and heart the posts that we like and heart. Uh, oh, I love these guys. Oh, Jordan Harrison 249 says, Oh, I love these guys. I have a Path of the Beast slash Sferfneblin at my table right now. It's a deep gnome. Oh. Yes. Spearfeblin, by the way. Oh, my God. What the hell? <laughs> and his transformations are based off the Umber Hulk. That's oh, that's cool. really cool. Yeah, that's, that's fucking, fucking badass. Awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, SCT-1322 says, always love the outtakes at the very end. Uh, they, ha- they haven't been very common. So here's what happens when we have an outtake. It's because we fucked up the intro typically. and That's in usually a, when and where it happens. In a funny way. Yeah. And we, we fu- I fucked up the intro on this one by getting, like, phlegm in my throat. But I'm not going to include that. Because it wasn't funny. Because it wasn't funny at all. We just, like, hey, can I do that one again? Yep. And we was like, yep. And then we moved on. And so I'm just going to cut that bit out. But when they're funny, I put them at the end. And we've gotten so fucking good at it. Like, we it rarely drop often. it. It doesn't happen often. Yeah. We yeah, rarely we drop rarely it. flub anymore. Yeah. Um, it only took 344 episodes. <laughs> My Evil Plans says, giant antlion, basically. Uh, I brought up antlions in a recording that we were doing for Unhollowed recently, too. Um, antlions are, like make this, I think it's a cone shape in the sand mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. hide under it, and stuff falls in, and then it like comes out with these big pincers and like eats that shit. Oh, antlion. I thought you were saying antlions. I was like, what is an antlion? Oh, antlines, and then you... No, uh, antlions. Uh, yeah, you got you, ant got you. death circle. They just mosh pit until they all die. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Those are badass. Um, oh, uh, My Evil Plan says, uh, also, in my Greyhawk campaign, I put the origins of monstrosities, aberrations, dragonborn, tieflings, to the twin cataclysms when the Sulawese and the Baklunish empires wiped each other out and took their knowledge with them. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Let's go down a little bit. I can't read all of these, so thank you guys for for people who commented. Uh, Magic Morning Brew says, "Love the show. Put my name in for the March to 50k contest. Hell yeah, it's in there, Magic Morning Brew. Indeed, Fuck it is. Yes. And then <laughs> yeah, that's right. This one from Alva Roar, Alvaro Ramirez two five zero six. My brain tried to do something weird there. Says, wait." Will got a face tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I was still wearing the the lick on <laughs> tattoo. Fresh on from your yeah, son's birthday, from my son's right? Birthday, yeah. yeah. It was space theme, so it was like a planet on my face that day. <laughs> and then uh, Dakota six seven seven eight chimes in and says, "Literally what I was thinking." And then you said, "Because this wasn't me. It was a leftover stick on my tattoo. Oh. A leftover stick on tattoo for my son's birthday party the day before. Yeah, it looked badass. It was Saturn. It was. It was like a Saturn. Yeah. Yeah." 
yeah, it wasn't necessary. It was like just Saturn esque, right? Yeah, it was a ringed yeah, planet, a ringed of, some planet kind. of some kind. Yeah. Um, Gray, Fo- Gray Fox Gaming says, uh... <laughs> "No, I'm gonna skip. Th- I'm gonna skip what you said, Gray Fox. My bad. I should pre-screen these at least a little <laughs> yeah. bit." Yeah, definitely. Joshua Jennings seven one one three says, "This episode makes me want Kool Aid." As it should. Oh, yeah. An, an adventure in the Underdark with Kool-Aid. That's what I'm going to do when I'm going to use the Umber Hulk. I'm going to, I'm going to, I made Kool-Aid, guys. It's going to be a great game tonight. Do not spill this stuff mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. table. Uh, <laughs> uh, Noid1978 says, the image of the Incredible Hulk grinding through the Underdark is funny. I agree. It is Indeed funny. Indeed it is. Um, and For the Horde says, love the content. The more content, the better. LOL. I'm hungover. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Will was hung over yeah, for that episode over. for his <laughs> kid's birthday. I was. Uh, I mean, uh, and we talked about. The, I guess we'll just bring it up because when Will was hung over that day, I tried to encourage him by saying, "Don't worry, Will. I've been hung over for many a dungeon cast, and yes. no one has ever said anything about that it." It's very true. There are episodes where I am very tired, and that <laughs> it might come up here and there. I believe. Well, you had... know, we have a tendency to record on Sundays, and parties have a tendency to happen on Saturday nights. Yes, and then we switched it to uh, Friday, or to Saturdays, because mm-hmm. it's, it gives me an extra day for post. Mm-hmm. And uh, I play D&D with coworkers, on Friday and nights. it happens to line up with our recording schedule right now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I was. sometimes I would get a little tipsy, because <laughs> I want the Dungeon Master juices to flow. For sure. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll read a couple more, and then we'll move on. All right. Um, Spaghetti Bob 5790 says, Surprise Brian didn't do an Australian accent for Umber Hulks because they come from the land down Umber. And Umber was very. This is a good comment. This is a good comment. It is. It is a good comment. And it's got four likes. Good. It yeah, deserves which is it. above average for like a random comment on our page. Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe. I don't know. There's, I'm. This is a small sample size of a recent episode, so who knows? But that, yes, um, that's, that's also. It's more than the surrounding comments, surely. And we, I, this is a good comment, and it deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, we talked about a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, we do that. Welcome to the dungeon cast. <laughs> yeah, humanoids taste like pigs do in real life. Humans are similar to pork. Oh, because in that episode, pig. I was commenting about how many monsters are out there that seem to really love the flesh of humanoids. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, we must taste delicious. Did I say something about how pig flesh is like this most similar to human? Flesh? I don't think you did, but I think this commenter did. This commenter did, but I've. This is an like Anthony Bourdain said it. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, that's I why think I, I think it. it's 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 a fact of some sort that God, is known by some Bourdain. people. Anthony Bourdain is like fucking cool. Yes, he's the coolest. Yes, he's he, yes. Uh, I'll read one more from the Mario sack. <laughs> I love these dudes. Very scary. Also fun when people gotta avert their eyes and get disadvantage. Throwing one in with a group of uh, with a group of ads can really mess up a party up. Mm-hmm. Mess a party up. I, I think this is a me problem, not the comments problem. I'm not reading it well. <laughs> but, you know, a group of ads is right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna. Sorry, I saw an extra one. I gotta read. Dexter right. Powers says eight. Uh, Be- Dexter Powers eight one one nine says, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Thank you, Dexter Powers eight one one nine. On va- okay, I saw another good one. Vampires and stuff says, "I take umber edge with this monster." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, and then I sorry, I saw another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Warren eight five eight nine says Demogorgon chose right by sending these two to inform us of all things TTRPGs. Oh, well, thank shout you. out to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. All right, there you go. <laughs> all right, what else oh, we wait, got, Brian? Shit. Uh, never mind. No, you're good. 
What else we got, Brian? <laughs> uh, we talked about Patreon. We talked we did. about hey, the social media landscape is uh, like crum- tumultuous, crumbling beneath it. <laughs> under underneath the land it was built on, I guess, is to crumbling. To a certain degree, yeah. yeah. And 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 people are falling through the cracks into new stuff. Indeed. Um, so we're trying to follow it. We're not like super good at social media. Like we don't have the greatest track record, but we're try. We try. We're trying really hard. Indeed. We're trying so hard. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Fucking follow us on Mastodon. Like, what, what, what am I supposed to say here now? Twitter's dying. I mean, we're still on Twitter. Um, it's dying, though. It's in my arms, just, like, failing all its death saves. We, Fuck, Elon. We also have Mastodon. Yeah, we got a Mastodon. We got a, what are we talking about the here? The Fediverse is taking over. Moving on. Will's diving have- into the Fediverse. <laughs> I started a, I started my own fucking Threads account today. Ugh, I don't like hell? that one. We don't have it's to talk about that one. literally the day after Threads <laughs> dropped, like when we were recording this. I started one on Sound, Sound Good Inc., which is my Instagram and now Threads account. I guess I'm going to tweet again? I never really did it, but like, what the fuck am I supposed to put on? That's the thing about me and social media is like I love my turtle very much. Yeah. She's, she's. She's growing. She's doing all kinds of stuff out <laughs> she's there. She's foraging. Yeah. She's she's excavating I'm, and building her home. I'm planting stuff for her like last weekend. I mm-hmm. I'm trying to get my hands on some Timothy hay cuz they like it, I guess. <laughs> like a, I'm making videos about my turtle here and there and it's cool, but like what the fuck am I supposed to put on social media? Like what the fuck am I supposed to like I'm already doing content for the show, right? Mm-hmm. Like can you yeah. guys tell me what you would want to see on me do on social media? That's like, an interesting I do music, but like, should I put it there? And like, I can't, I can't do anything consistently right now except for this show. (laughs) That's pretty much it. And go to work because, god damn it. But like, you know, like, what am I supposed? Just tell me what you want. Just tell me what you want. I'll fucking try to do it. If you guys really want to get a hold of us on social media, join our Discord. Yeah, we that's the best place. That place rocks. Yeah, it's a fantastic community. Uh, people who are fans of this show and fans of D&D and TTRPGs. Uh, the conversations are always great. You guys can reach out to us. We usually respond. Uh, admins and mods there are fantastic. It's a really great community. They got so. rules about over-tagging ta- over us, though, and yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, but that never really happens, I don't think. People Might are pretty cordial. Yeah, the, yeah rules. the rules are probably a part of that, for sure. I, I've seen that someone get a said, wrist slapping for it. Oh, I'm yeah? Like, hey, what the hell are you doing tagging cast and crew right now? Oh really? I don't. I didn't catch that one. Well, I mean, anyways, like, it's a wonderful community. Check yeah, it out. It is cool. Links we, in the description. The rules, That's hey, my favorite social media place. I want to be clear. The rules are good. Yeah, the rules the are rules excellent. Are good there. Yeah, absolutely. and I fully yeah. support them. One hundred percent. Okay, as long as that's that's all right. Yeah, we, you can check us out on um on on all that shit. Um, we're doing patron episode next. Patron voted episode, so we're gonna do shout outs there, and um. We talked about this. we missed something. There's Baldur's Gate three, but then start. Oh, we did Star Seekers already, huh? We did, yeah. I think we can call it a game. Else? No, I don't think so. You tried to call it a game twice. Let's just call it a game. Let's call it a game. game. We'll talk to you guys later. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. 
One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.